Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. It's certainly powered by Media Stable. It's also powered by my sniff that I just did in that <laughs> big intro. It was Lana. very powerful, Nick. Hayes. Sometimes you forget, and sometimes when you've just got someone in the studio that's just watching every move you make, it just doesn't always come out the way you want it to. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. Carolee Katzenbarnas is in the house. Hello, Carolee. Hello, Nick. Hello, Lana. Hello, Carolee. Lovely to see you. Now, Carolee's an author, a media trainer, a media personality in her own right. And this is going to be a great little chance for us to, for those experts out there that step into more than just one role, they do a few things and they're making things happen for themselves. And I do love this person. I do love what she does in Carolee, the the energy you put behind it. Where do you find it? From, where do you find it, Carolee? I just love life. Love oh. you guys as well. Oh, um, I think you. I've always been a glass half full person, always. You have to be. You have to be in life, especially given 2020 with COVID. Got to count our blessings, don't we? Be, oh. luck, be grateful for what we have, not for what we don't. Now, before we, we, we dive deep into your media, because you've been doing it for, oh, good, almost as long. 25 oh, years. 25 wow. years. that's awesome. And as a journalist, as someone that's also too worked outside of Western Australia, across onto the East Coast, and but I want to talk about your book first, because I think as an author, what you've been doing, Step Parenting with Purpose, um, launching a book during a COVID, a pandemic, it's got to be a bit of a, a, a challenge, but it's the kind of book, I've read it, and uh, I'm not even a step parent. And I've got to say, Lana, it's uh, it's not just for step parents; it's for parenting. Full stop. But Lana, I want to throw to you before we go to Carolee. You're <laughs> a, you've got a step parent involved in your your mix and family, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Hello, Stefano. I'll have to get him to listen to this podcast. I'm yeah. not sure if he listens to the experts podcast regularly. Well, he'd be one of the he very few people now. that doesn't <laughs> listen to it. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. Um, it's a book. As I said to you, Carolee, off air, I've um, I've got your book on my bedside table, and the the practical nature of the book is what I really love about it, and also that it's just written with kindness. You're not taking a side. Mm. It's kind of just, you know, you want everybody to get the best out of the situation and particularly the kids, which I love. Tell us about the book, Carolee. Okay, so the book, as you said, Step Parenting with Purpose, everything you wanted to know but were too afraid to ask. So for people that don't know, I've been a step parent for 15 years. My stepson and stepdaughter are 26 and 25 and I became their stepmom when they were 11 and 12. I always wanted to write a book on this but I'm someone that is fairly measured and I thought – I want to wait until I've got through stages Mm. to use the benefit of experience, tips, strategies, everything that I used, things to give a retrospective rather than a reactive look. Because there there is a place for dealing with things at the time and there's also a time where if you look back at something and see with how you dealt with something, whether it was good or whether it was bad, that's where you can share your knowledge with people. And, you know, authors, there's only ever one J.K. Rowling in a generation. Most authors write a book to share knowledge and help others. And I say that this is the book that I wished I'd had 15 years ago. 
Oh, how gorgeous. It, it, it is. And it is, it's a great one that you can reflect on, particularly for those uh, parents that are stepping into it, whether you are a step-parent or your friends with step-parents or a part of the family might have that blended family. Or even as a woman or man looking to date and, you know, how, how coming out of a divorce or, you know, separation and thinking about having a step-parent in your life in the future, I think it's really valuable from that perspective yeah, as well. Yeah, and, and I look, the, the potted version is I was 32 years old high-profile Channel 7 reporter doing radio, doing this and this, I met a man that was divorced with two kids. Yeah. Um, that was never in my equation. No one grows up dreaming of being a step-parent. <laughs> and, Carole, so and Carole, you're just in meet a man. You met a man who's in politics, so he's high-profile himself. So He wasn't then. He, he wasn't he, then. Well, he had been in politics. That was the irony. Right. But then he was in another high-profile role within the corporate world. Yep. Um, and then, as I said, we, we met... The real reason why I wrote the book was we're 15 years down the track. We had shared custody of the kids, proper child support was paid, holidays done, no, you know, nasty court orders, there was nothing dysfunctional. But I have never met my stepchildren's mum, had any communication with Mm. her, never seen her. That's crazy. And I have a couple of phrases that when I do webinars and talks, I always say that there's no one right way to parent in a step-parent family, but there's always one right way to behave, and that is with respect yeah. to everyone in the step-family dynamic. Because I do look back, and I am sad at a lot of things, and I was 32, never married, never had kids, had a couple of boyfriends, and yet I was being far more mature than mm. my stepkids' mum. And as you say, the book is not a book to get back at someone. It's basically a book for somebody to read if they're on the step-parenting journey or they're about to begin to take heed of what I say because time waits for no man. Yeah. And as I said, separate 18ths for my stepkids. They chose to go overseas when they turned 21 because they wanted us all together. We have three kids between us. They're all siblings. There's yeah. a large age gap between them. Our kids are 12, 11 and 8. Wow. And that's wonderful. But the other thing is the way that I'm wired, because I was a journalist, because I'm objective, I don't fly off the handle. I do have strong opinions, but I do always see things from both sides. I was very tolerant. Um even my hubby says somebody else would have probably walked away. Yeah. So the book is there to help people because one thing that unites anyone in the step-parenting dynamic is doesn't matter what you earn, where you live, there are some common 101s yeah. that are always done. And I am sad because I feel that if the parents and the step-parents do not get on and they don't show the stepkids a good workable dynamic – they're just going to replicate things in their lives, so whether true. they're going to admit it or not. And it might be in their 20s or their 30s. You need to know. You need to know that divorce, separation, it's a part of life. Marriage yep. is a lottery. Um, but it doesn't mean that you can't have <laughs> happiness a second time around. How many people out there listening to this today would know of somebody that is getting married, having a ceremony, the parents are divorced, and these people could be in their 30s going, oh, where am I going to seat them? Yeah. Where am I going to seek them? What What am I going to do? And that shouldn't be the burden for the, kids. the big kids yeah. that are getting married nowadays, and it is. Well, I love that. Marriage is a lottery. Well, I won Division 1. Thank well, you. So did I. Hello, <laughs> So did I, Peter, if well you're listening. Well played. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> That'll get me brownie points at home. But, but what, yeah. I, what I did also love about that too, Carolee, is that you, know, you are opinionated. 
you do put that forward, and we'll discuss that a little further in your media career. But before we just finish off on the book, the yeah. one thing I would like to ask you, because you, as you said, you don't go out to be a step-parent. No one no. actually goes out to do that. But you've written a book on it. It's not your area of expertise, as in the one that you wanted to you know, go to university to study That's for. That's right. This is something that it was a byproduct of what you've done in your family, but it's something that you're driving. How, how important is it to get it in front of everyone? How important for you is it to, to, to get this to as many people to, to read? Well, I think it's crucial. I mean, you mentioned it launched during COVID. When you write a book, you get an ISBN number, and I was told that my date was March the 6th. I had been booked for talks at schools, community groups, <laughs> wow. signings at Dimmicks, all that stuff. March 12, world shut down. It was just crazy. So went onto Instagram. We put the book onto Amazon. We set up a website. Um, I don't want to be arrogant, but I will say, because I think it is a great achievement. Um, it went to number one on Amazon within 48 hours of release so in cool. the blended family step parenting category. That's a big thing for any author yeah. to achieve, which is great. Um, and it's been nominated for the Australian Business Book of the Year Awards this year in various categories. And I've had, I mean, we've sold in the US, China, Europe, here in Australia. I'm very open. My email is in the book. I've had emails. I've had cards from people that have just literally put Carolee Katzenbarnas, Australia or Western Australia. It's a mixture. Some people have said, thank you. I've had comments from people that have been step-parents 20 years saying, thank you. I don't feel alone. I've had other people that have been guilty of doing that Machiavellian emotional blackmailing behaviour using their kids Mm. as pawns that have read it to say, I'm stopping from today. I now realise that the new woman in my ex-husband's life is there to try and help my kids and help their upbringing. My issues with my ex are my issues, not hers. Yeah, exactly. And I always, I I said a couple of phrases. The other phrase I say is that, you know, your ex will always be your ex but will never be your children's ex. Yeah. So you have every right to feel angry if your relationship has broken down. Mm. But men, that's what you go to the pub with your mates for, to have a beer. Mm. Women, that's what you have a coffee with your girlfriends. You cannot badmouth their mum or their dad in front of them. Yeah. And you shouldn't be badmouthing the step-parent either because – they're young kids. You're using adult eyes. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it, and I, I, the beauty of it is that it's not just towards the dad or the mum. Mm. You've written it as a step mum. I have, but you've you've addressed both sides, and I think you know because it's such an emotional issue and one that can actually get quite hostile, and even hostile in the media. I mean, even just recently, I was driving up uh, the the highway, and there was protests up on the. Uh, signs there from those, particularly those uh, fathers that feel like they don't get a good run yep. in the family court. But and there's uh, a chapter on that in that as there well. There is indeed. Yeah. So it's a great read. I don't want to keep that going completely because we That's could do, okay. we could do a whole podcast on it, Carolee. Oh, but, well, but I want to talk about your media. So <laughs> before we you. do step parenting with purpose, look it up, get it because it is good generally for for all forms of parenting. Media, you're a journalist. You were a journalist coming through. You were, you were hot to trot in here, and not to suggest <laughs> you're not at the moment, Carolee, but um, you were you were an up and comer in in Western Australia, and then ducked over over to the East Coast. Yeah. Was, was that a good move? Look, I think it was. I mean, I ended up meeting my husband, didn't I? So yeah. Gonna, look, I, I, it's funny. I mean, it's 2020 now. Wind back the clock to the early 90s. Um, yeah. Media's always been very small. The population of Perth was small. I started on radio and newspapers with a cadetship, Meriden, Northern, 
I came back to Perth. I worked Perth Community Newspaper Group, Wanneroo Times and the Northbridge Papers. I did overnights at Sunday Times. I then wanted to go into radio, so I went and did voice courses with Earl Reeve and things. Awesome. Then did PMFM 92.9 and 94.5 when it was a shared newsroom yep. um, in Rockaby Road. So the godfather of Perth Radio, Gary Roberts, Ooh, yeah. um, AM, and Nick Nolan gave me my break. It was awesome. very funny how I got my break because the newsreader had resigned one day, but she knew that I'd been shadowing her for four months. And I actually caught up with her in Melbourne like 15 years later. Because in those days, remember, no mobile phone, no mm. computers, nothing. And she had slipped her resignation letter, I think, just under the door on a Friday. And she'd gone back to the Eastern States. Wow. So I rocked in there. And suddenly I'm running this newsroom. And anyone oh, that has done wow. work experience, which is a vital, integral part of anyone getting into media... Suddenly, it was the main thing. So I did that. And then I did some um, Saturday morning shows with Russell Goodrick on Channel 9, the motor show, the food show, this and that. And then I really wanted to do TV news. That was my passion, police and courts. There was no Win TV here. Mm. Um, With loads and loads of love in the world, Rick and Susanna are still here. Yeah. You can't just get straight into Channel 7 or Channel 10. You had to go country. So true. There was nothing at GWN. And so I sent off all my tapes and bits and pieces, got picked up by Win TV in Wollongong at their headquarters, did police and courts, was there for just under a year, covered some pretty horrific stories. The previous reporter to me had very sadly had a nervous breakdown. Oh, Wollongong wow. in 1996 was the hotbed of a lot of murders. There was a mm. murder every three... There yeah. was Frank Arkell, the Lord Mayor, that was named by Franca Arena in the New South Wales Parliament with a pedophile ring. There'd been a horrific thing. I covered it all. And then I covered a... Um, a case that the rival station Prime, because don't forget in the East it was 9-7 back in the 90s. The wars were on. There was no Sky News. And at the time, John Rudd, who was head of Channel 7 here, had been promoted to Sydney and he rang up the news director at Prime and he used to have, you know, a lovely – he'd say, Cobba, what's going on? Anyone (laughs) listening to this that remembers it? And the news director said, oh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know why we missed it. You know, some some girl from Perth, she's been here six months, she did it. And he said, I know exactly who that is. I gave her her first sort of work experience. He rang me. Mm. This is a great story to tell. He rang me and he said, Cobba, you've done your time in the gong and everything else. Come up to Mobs Lane Epping. And this is a really true story. This should be my next book. Up I went there and at that time in the country newsroom, I was very honest. My news director was leaving to go to be a producer at 10. People were probably a lot friendlier. There was competitive rivalry, but friendlier. No point chucking a sickie to say I'm going up for an interview. You get found out. You've always got to be honest. Up I went. My interview was scheduled for 9.15 on the Monday morning. So I had my best suit and everything there. Nine o'clock in the morning, John Rudd. Marched out two security guards, two archive boxes, and he said, Cobba, I will see you in Perth one day. That was <laughs> 1999. East Timor. We're only up Interfet. to 1999. Only up to 1999. Now, I just got to remind you, no, no. we're only a 30 minute <laughs> I'm podcast. I'm sorry, I'll be real quick. Anyway, the new news director came out and he said, I'm really sorry. I know that they were going to take you on as a brand new reporter. I know, it, but we don't have time in the budgets now. John Rudd's gone, et cetera. They said, but there is a job going in Melbourne. Yep. So I flew down there, not knowing that it was there. 250 had applied. 
I got the job. One of the reasons why I got the job was I wasn't from Melbourne. I was from Perth. I'd then come from New South Wales, Wollongong. I'd done all my stuff, was there, stayed at um, Seven Melbourne for nearly five years. Then I went to SBS, ran the bureau for two years. Wow. Got married, had the kids, did media training. And we you're moved back. back to Perth 10 years ago and I've done bits and pieces of radio and sky. I write columns for Spectator. Let me dive into that oh, in a yeah. second. Let me oh, dive right. into that in a Sorry, second. you said we only Just had we had less than 30 minutes. Let me get back in control right, here, Carolee. Yeah. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever tried to hold a microphone to Carolee and try to beat her, well, you just find it very difficult. But I, <laughs> Sorry. I'm just going to remind you it's mine and Lana's podcast, but you're the talent here, Carolee. Uh, I want to talk to you about media here yes. and I want to also talk about, well, first and foremost, media training. Yes. Um, so you've got a pedigree of media. We can see that and, right. and an amazing um, pedigree agree indeed. Um, media training, what, what is it about media training that we need to be doing for experts? Why do they need to be doing it? And and how are you bringing to the table there those that you've seen over your advanced experience of, of media, bringing them to work in it today? Because it is a different world. You've got mobile phones. We're all connected in. What's the difference today in the training? I think with media training, people need to realise that we, you know, we live in sound bites, like a little Twitter grab or something. People just need to be very clear yeah. on what they mean, and mm. they need to be able to back it up. Um, it doesn't matter what you believe or what you say. If you've got an expert opinion or you've got a stance or a position on something, say it. Great advice. Yep. Don't be. Don't be. What's the word? Um, you know, don't obfuscate and stuff like that. Say it. Someone may agree with you, someone may not. You know, I've been a columnist for a couple of publications. I don't expect everyone to agree with me, but nine out of ten people will always be on the fence because they worry about this and that. Can't be like that in life. Life is too short. No, spot on, Carolee. And I think you need to have an opinion, mm. you need to have a position, and, and you also need the other side of course. to disagree with you because you have to create that kind of friction. Otherwise, we're really not really talking about anything of substance. But you do, you write for The Spectator. You, I do. You write, um, you've got a weekly uh, column, well, sorry, I should say, I weekly did. radio segment with Simon Bowman on 6BR. Yeah, and with Chris. And, and Chris as well. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Chris Ilsley, big <laughs> listener of the Experts <laughs> podcast. But I, I just want to talk about the Simon Bowman one particularly because yes. it's old school. And it is. And you both have that, you come in with a point of view and you do create that talk back where you can take them back to their time yeah. and you always create that little bit of friction. It's just that little bit of an observation that you take that people are almost, uh, they're just jumping on the phones to uh, to make comment. Do you like to be the one that throws the hand grenade off in the middle there, Carolee, or are you consciously thinking that when you're doing it? I'm not consciously thinking it. Um, I was brought up by older parents. My mum was in her 40s, my dad was in his 50s. I've been brought up with probably a more conservative to older school type background. Um, you know, Simon's nearly 60, I'm nearly 50. We've got nine children between us, ranging in age from four to 26. Not wow. together though, let's just clarify. Not together. Not together. <laughs> no, no, no. Just want to clarify and that. what happened was during COVID, <laughs> I was doing five minutes a day with him, just isolation inspiration. He'd always wanted to do a segment like this. And I think it's a thing, you know, we have a lot of topics such as, you know, picking fruit. And, you know, one of our controversial ones was, well, forget levers. Go and get your job. And he was saying, oh, my kids won't do that. And I said, but what you don't realise is it's not the picking the fruit that an employer is going to look at. Go and do that and they can see commitment. Yeah. And I also think, and we're all guilty of this, is we look back and we we realise that it is, um, it's survival of the fittest. It's a very tough world now. But 
the principles remain the same. Work hard. Yeah. Um, people used to say, oh, you're so lucky, you're so lucky. And I used to say, well, hang on a second. <laughs> you know, for six months I went in at 3 o'clock in the morning until midday, Saturdays and Sundays, mm. doing radio work experience as well as doing professional voice training as I well. I hear that. Yes, it is lucky, but you also make your own luck. Very old famous golfer Lee Trevino used to say it's amazing. The luckier I, the luckier I get, the more I practice, the luckier I get. Yep. And I think what happens is people see you on a screen or they hear you and they don't realise the work that has gone in before. Mm. I mean, Meriden was 47 degrees. There was no air conditioner in the office. There was no computer. The paper was printed down in Esperance. Mm. <laughs> we covered 17 shires. Now, I mean, nowadays, no Standing one would work in the office. Standing by the fax machine there, Carolee. Absolutely. Was there, was, there a, was there a fax machine back then? There was a fax and a tele, teletext yeah. thing. But oh, what it is, is I think that, you know, <laughs> we ne- it doesn't matter what stage in life you're at. You know, we keep hearing that there's no resilience with kids. Well, I'll give you an example. My dad died and three hours later I had to rock up at Channel 7 and interview somebody. Mm. Now, nowadays, and I'm not saying it's right and wrong with mental health, but nowadays somebody would get the day off. And that's okay. But as I say to my kids, you know, you don't get the day off school because it's your birthday. One day you'll need an operation. Do you want the surgeon in the middle to say, I'm feeling stressed today. I'm just going to leave you there. I worked 12 hours yesterday. I need a break. Yeah. And I see it in the supermarket. If you go through the checkout, they don't do it so much now, but someone will stop in the middle of your shopping and say, I've got to go on a tea break. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's happened a couple of times. I've said this. Ooh, and they I, get relieved by someone. And I think, hang on a second. You're due at 10 o'clock. You finish this at <laughs> 3 Could you imagine the poor checkout person copying it from <laughs> Carolee? And I also think... I mean, the, of the, all the people in the no. world that you could be doing this with and having Carolee go... No, I actually don't say anything. I just, I just thought No, I don't because I feel sorry for them because gotcha. we've enabled the younger generation to think they can get away with it. Who goes into a newsroom and wants Christmas off if you start in, in September? Oh, yeah. You know, I used to work... I, it took me three years at seven in Melbourne to get a Christmas off. Yeah. You've got to take your place and I don't think... A lot of young people, they – when I say an entitlement attitude, I don't mean to be negative. I love young people. I mean, I've got my two stepkids, 26 and 25. But that entitlement thing, that's like our old school segment. That's what rankles me and annoys me. Carolee, does <laughs> yes. your beliefs, your yes. views, does that fit particular media? Now, I'm, I'm going to go down that path that you – and I've been on as well, but Sky and yes. Sky News, Sky After Dark, you know, it's got a particular sort of, well, let's say it's not the leftist of uh, media that's no, running around, No, it's not. And you know what? It? No, I'm lecturing at Murdoch this semester and in journalism and communication, and I always have told all my students to say, you need to make sure that you're fully informed, the left and the right media. So if you watch the ABC and Al Jazeera, you yep. need to watch Sky News and you need to read Spectator. Otherwise, you curate your news that comes through your feed. Yeah, and look, and we, and Lana, we believe that all media is good media yes. as long as you've got the discipline, someone's got the arguments, and it's the interpretation well, that it, it all comes down to it because the facts and evidence are there. It's just the way that we do interpret it. And I don't like the labelling of left or right because no. it, it's not fair. But there is a bias. There and is there's a bias. a bias in all media. Correct. Thank you very much in for that. In all media. Media is biased in its nature. When people don't like what I say, I get the wife of. Oh, the wife of. <laughs> the wife of liberal politician. You know what? And I always say, well, you know what? Chris Ullman never got the husband of. Don't and his worry. wife was a federal Labor MP, did she? But did I do, he? I do refer to Peter as the husband of Carol Lee. There you go. <laughs> I refer to him as my handbag. He's a handbag. <laughs> hey, um, talk. 
It's all right. Hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. <laughs> the, <laughs> so the media that you, you're involved with yeah. and the drive that you have, I mean, you know, Lana, you can see the woman is obviously motivated, energised, ready to go, but that is you, isn't it? It it's, is. It's not, you're not making this no, up. No, definitely not. Definitely not. How important is that? that it is completely you because I think that's a really good message to all experts out there. Don't try to be something that you're not. Exactly. Believe yep. and, and and actually stand up for what you believe in. You've nailed it. Yeah. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. You, you've said it exactly. You, you Occasionally can't, do, Carolee. You can't, <laughs> you can't pretend to be someone or like something that you're not. You know, it's you just can't because people will see through it. People will always assume that my views are my husband's views and his views are my views. We do disagree. I think it, it's the same with friends. I think it would be boring to have all friends that think exactly the same. Yeah. If you don't in your everyday life have some different opinions and things, you're not going to grow as a person. And, and we've got friends from all different faiths, nationalities and everything. And I think that a lot of people that troll in media and things – they're literally insecure mm. within themselves. And I always say, you know, if you read an article, any article, any column, read it for what it is. Don't necessarily look at the author. Look at the issues yeah, that great. are raised. Very few people can do that. Yeah, I, I It's think, human nature, isn't it? I think I think you're right. I think we're, the bias that we, we feel that even some publications or even, even some authors – but I think those that have the most well-rounded and also to clear views as to what's going on is those that are well-read, that are that consume media from all different yeah. places. If you are just con- getting your media from Facebook, I would suggest you are not getting the full picture. It's actually a really good point because it is a curated feed. The, you've got to, you've got to, as you said before, Carolee, if you want to become a well-rounded contributor and commentator, you need to make sure that you're consuming it from a number of different areas. Oh, look, spot on. It's, 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 mm. you've got to get it from everywhere and to dismiss it because it is. And I, I get upset when the right does refer to the ABC as the left and I get upset with the ABC having a crack at the right. It's it's just the one thing. It's all media. Uh, we've just got to find the places where we feel comfortable but also to digest it from different places because if you digest it from one spot, you're only going to get one side of the view. Hey, at least we've got variety. Uh, <laughs> at least we've got variety. And, and also I think it's also um, – and it is difficult and maybe like when we say old school, as I said, I'm nearly 50, I look at people for who they are, not what they do or what they are, I look at it from who they are. Mm. I've met hundreds, thousands of people in my life wearing different hats as a mum, as the wife of a politician, in media, this and that. I've always said to people, and I also say to my students, and I think I've said it to both of you off air before, that if someone says to me, what do you think of Nick Hayes, what do you think of Lana Hill? You want the gush. I call it the gush. You want Lana, oh, lovely lady, fantastic, really good at her job, really efficient. Nick Hayes, oh, brilliant, fantastic, answers phone calls, does what he said he'll do, great business style, gives great great thing. He's always there for you. There's I'm going to no. use that as what my you, phone ring. Uh, well, what you don't want is you don't want someone saying, do you know Nick Hayes and Lana Hill? And you don't want, yeah, oh, yeah, I've worked with them. And that 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 is a mark of things. That That yeah. is a mark of when people meet people. People that have a very political skewed agenda – will will use it against people that are genuinely nice, yep. genuinely care and generally 
just do stuff. And that's what you want in life. Life is too short. Spot on, Caroline. And I think yeah. also, too, you've got to remember, too, everyone's going to have different views, different Absolutely. positions. And I don't judge people on their political views or no. their sexual orientation or exactly. anything along those lines. Exactly. Because, quite frankly, I'm just interested in the person. And one of the great things about media, and, and, and getting back to what you do here, Carolee, and, and, and your um, segments and your columns, you give everything about you. It's your belief. You're not making it up. You're not doing it to throw a hand grenade to go off. And it's not that sort of sensationalist kind of media that, you know, you go, oh, just doing it to stir the pot. It's you. And it whether is. you like it or don't like it, I tell you what, they're listening to you and they're reading you, aren't they? Well, that's good, isn't it? It is. You can't <laughs> please everyone. It's it's. It, well, well, not yeah. everyone can do this. No, it's um. And look, I've I've I'm very fortunate with what I'm able to do. Would I like to do more? Of course I would. But I've got three younger kids, and yep. I think the mark of anybody is to know how much they can do. Because I always say to a lot of young women in my uni tutorials, you can have it all. But you can't have it all at the same time yeah. because something is going to give. Ain't yeah. that the truth? You know, if it's your relationship or your your family or this or that, and anyone that's a parent gets exactly what I'm saying. Right, I'm giving you the roundup. This oh, is, okay. This is when I say we're going to the news. We don't really go to the news, <laughs> but I just say it. I like saying it because I'd like to pretend I'm on radio. But <laughs> Carolee, if there was a piece of advice you could give to someone that's coming through, you've got vast experience. We just dive deep into some of your media experience and knowledge. I mean, across radio, uh, television, print. What a piece of advice would you give to someone coming through? Always believe in yourself. Yep. Always be nice. Oh, I like that. But also, um, the very first piece of advice I was given by an editor was, you need to be a good listener to be able to tell a story, being a journalist or a commentator in a privileged position because someone is willing to open up to you and tell a story. And they said, it's not about being the biggest bitch on the block. It's about delivering that story every night on the nightly news. Um There'll always be women. They'll always have the blonde, you know, the beautiful blonde-eyed, skinny lady, and you'll always have another one. Be <laughs> who you are. Be who you are. Don't try and do it. Unfortunately, media women—they're not always their best friends yep. uh, in a lot of industries, but especially media. I've worked with so many different types of people, and I feel sad for a lot of them because just be you yeah. and back yourself, believe in yourself, and treat others like you would like to be treated. Always. It's such sound advice, Lana, because, you know, and uh, Carolee, you'll know this better than anyone, uh, media can be cutthroat. Yes. It can be mean. Mm. Um, it doesn't seem to be. I mean, it's all perception, a lot of it, media that's out there, because it is it is a tough industry it to is. work in. And there's a lot of more demands on people now. See, when I began, you had your, your daily story, whether it was newspaper. Now people are having to do a tweet or do an online version, yeah, do sure. a radio cross, do the TV thing, put it in the newspaper. A lot of other things, especially court reporting as well. I mean, yep. it's, yeah. Listen to that, Lana. Be oh, I'm nice. Oh, Lana. I'm also being a good listener, Nick Hayes. Be, be nice. I'm taking Carolee's advice right now. No, she the, is nice. But the be, the be nice, we talk <laughs> Oh, and also to tell people, you will get trodden on at times. You yeah. will get knifed in the back. But it doesn't mean that you treat everybody that you meet there. doesn't mean that that should change how you are. So if true. someone is nasty about you, that's their issue, not your issue. Lead by example. Let people see how you are. 
Oh, drop mic moment. Okay. Boom. We've got to go to the news. <laughs> Thought we were going to struggle there to wind her up, I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen. But when Carol Lee's on her roll, she's on her roll. And that's why you do good media. You, you've, well, you, thank you. You actually believe in it and you work it and you actually uh, engage with that uh, audience and, and make them feel like they're say the most important. To the listeners, okay. I'm got sorry. To go to news. Come I'm on, going Carol to news. <laughs> no, this is a, a plug for both you two that anyone listening to this, Nick Hayes and Lana Hill, they are two of the loveliest people that oh. you could ever meet in your professional and personal lives and we're all in the media stable and they look after each and every one of us so well. Oh. Thank you for what you do. Carolee, stop it. I will look. Thank you. Thank you. That's now we can go to the news. Yeah, we can go to the news. Good we'll work. go when Carolee says we can go in. I've just got to go to my wallet now. Yeah, when Carolee says it's okay. Hey, uh, thanks everyone for joining us on the Experts Podcast. Carolee, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do that? Well, my website is caroleecatsandbarnas.com and all the details will be on there. So if you need media training, if you want to get hold Ooh. of Step Parenting with Purpose, get hold of the book. It's a good read. I've read it and uh, I haven't read many books this year, Lana, but that's one of them. <laughs> or click onto Media Stable. I'm on there as well. There you go. Yes. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Thank you, Lana. Thank you, Nick Hayes. I look forward to catching up with you next week when we talk to another media or another expert. We'll see you then. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.